this is a look sort of into my brain capacity and power. All right. So sometimes I say things and like, I'm surprised that I graduated college. You know what I mean? So mm. I meant to say this. I meant to bring this up a few weeks ago when Elena and I finished Life is Strange, True Colors. Um, it ends with some scenes, like some flashback scenes in an orphanage. And Elena was telling me about how orphanages, the way that like they're portrayed in media, don't actually exist anymore and haven't existed since like the 1960s or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, in favor of like not that. Uh, it just mm. like it, it better uh, like they don't do it the way they used to do it. I just thought orphanages were places where you learned how to play chess from a janitor. Now I didn't watch. What's okay. I was going to make a joke. What's the movie searching for Bobby Fisher Queens gambit. No movie where the like janitor guy, it's like, um, Ben Affleck and, uh, um, hunting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but you, you set up the Queens gambit thing. Very good. Uh, Thank but you. no, okay. So they don't exist. They don't exist like that anymore. And so like, I said this like one with 100% sincerity in my heart. I was like, so Stuart little couldn't happen. <laughs> like as if the hang-up was the orphanage yeah and yeah, we, no. we and and we had this moment where it was like well she was like well peter well he was a mouse and i was like well right but the oh yes <laughs> yes 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 he was um that like that's what i'm working with do you know what i mean like that's the brain that i have and I have to live the rest of my life with a brain that when when talking about the fact that orphanages don't exist the way that like movies and, and whatever show them uh, like I went to Stuart Little couldn't be possible because of this one fact. I, I'm just shocked you had had a Stuart, Stuart Little like pull in your brain. Like I knew he was a mouse. I knew Nathan Lane tried to kill him or that's no, that's the different one. That's mouse trap mouse hunt house. I'm not familiar. Tom and Jerry. With Nathan Lane as Jerry. Oh, wait, Tom. <laughs> Jerry's the mouse. Jerry's the mouse. Tom is the cat. He's a Tom cat. What a disturbing cartoon. And they wonder why we have violence issues in this country. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I watched <laughs> Jerry shoot Tom with a machine gun. <laughs> and he was fine. <laughs> he was fine. He was fine. Uh, no, I um, I like Tom and Jerry. And I could talk about Stuart Little all day. Drives a red car. End of things I know about it. Does he? Uh, does his whole family wear clothes, or is it was it just like once he got adopted, they're like now it's clothing time? No, he wore clothes. Well, he was just a, like he didn't have a family. He, that's he was at an orphanage. Remember? So he he had like a full t-shirt. circle, huh? I think he wore like a red shirt. Maybe he had pants on too. He better have like had a, pants on. This is not otherwise like a Winnie it? the Pooh situation. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is the same with mice, but this is with rats. My older brother and his fiance have a bunch of rats, like pets. And, like, I don't mean to be graphic, but male rats have just giant nuts that are just hanging out all over the place. And, like, I don't need that in my Stuart Little movie. So, when's the, the gritty reboot have... coming with Stuart Little's giant ass nards? <laughs> I literally typed in Stuart Little's parents, and this really creepy mouse popped up. Um, it's a Stuart Little. And he's, he is wearing pants. Yeah, I don't want to like type jeans, in Stuart. Right? Yeah, I don't want to type in Stuart Little pantsless. I think that's going to give us a different search result. There are websites for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm seeing this this mouse. She's got like a like a cheetah print jacket on and stuff. And she, oh, she's got human lips. That's yeah. upsetting. Yeah. 
Um, but of, of course you can't see this dear listener because this is an audio medium, but just trust me when I say it's upsetting to look at and I don't like it and I won't stand for it. Is that Dr. House as his adopted dad? I'm, I need to watch this movie. I don't actually ever think I've seen it. Um, I don't know. In fact, now that you're saying that, I don't know if I've ever seen it either. Oh, he's, yeah, he wears like little like khakis. Do you think the tail? Do you think he's got a hole for the tail, or does it? Do you think it pops out the top, and he just like keeps like a, like a loose belt on? Um, I would hope it would. You know, there would be a hole for it. That seems to make sense. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Kind of ruins the point of pants, though, when you really come down and think about it. Yeah, uh, there's a website for that too. It's Headbox. <laughs> What's in the fucking box? the most subdued it's i just like i we couldn't i couldn't save it from where we were going so we just had to like pull the you know like pull the parachute and get out of there yeah, yeah. um welcome back to hitbox episode number <laughs> if, 70 if you're just joining us this is actually a video game podcast it's not a Stuart little cast although maybe we'll do like a maybe we'll watch it over um yeah i, th- I think we have to after this point yeah yeah d- you know so um yeah, welcome back. My name is Peter Hunspitek, and joining me as always is my good friend Justin Makovich. Today, we've got quite the show. We're going to be doing a little bit. We, we did some Game Awards predictions in terms of winners and stuff last week. We're going to be doing a little bit more of that in terms of like announcements and stuff. We're also going to talk about uh, Titanfall and the death of that. We're going to talk about PlayStation, what's going on with them and their weird stuff. And we're going to get even weirder by talking about Sonic's scent. But before we do, Justin, you've dropped Stuart Little 2 in the PlayStation um in our in our discord ch- chat here and he is wearing like let me run this let me run you down like he's got jeans on obviously he's got a, he's on a skateboard he's got a little helmet with ear holes for him and he's giving us a hang 10 now i don't know much about skateboarding but to my understanding the hang 10 is like a surfer thing not necessarily a skateboard thing i mean it could be um the you know the conflicting thing about this i thought it would solve the issue about like does does his tail come out of his pants or Tail's not, not and, in it. But uh, there's some other screenshots from this game. His tail is hanging out. Answer that question in case anyone was wondering. Well, that's that's great. So we're going to talk about all the stuff I just mentioned and more. And probably we're going to probably circle around back to Stuart Little as well. Uh, but <laughs> before we do, Justin, I do want to hear about the games you've been playing this week. Because I've been playing a lot. I had a, I had a lot of video games this week. I, I played enough video games this week, but I've only played two. Okay, One of them okay. was the Pokemon. I'm still on that Pokemon uh, Shining uh, Pearl. Pearl, that's it. Yeah, Shining Pearl. Um, it's fine. Uh, I am a little... I'm just, you know, it's it's still Pokemon. Um, I am... I think I'm like 15 hours in. Okay. I am six badges in. And I got to feel... My Steam is lost for that game. It's gone. Just yeah. disappeared. That's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, why? Any like any particular reason? I 
I have to say, like before I started playing it, I was doing the um, uh, Isle of Armor and the, mm-hmm. the expansion packs for um, Pokemon uh, Sword, and like it was just so much more fun to play that. Like walking through the overworld, seeing the Pokemon pop up, um, trying to go for the ones that you didn't have. There's just like more things to do in it. I feel like this is just wasting my time in the worst way possible. Yeah. Um, and like those random encounters, like every time you go through, like sometimes it's just really annoying to explore things because you keep getting these random encounters when you have like a a level twelve Zubat, and then oh, because they don't is like they don't like pop up in the overworld, do they? It's like back to like yeah, the, it's just like, like the random normal thing with the grass, yeah. and like every time you're in a cave, it's like oh no, here yeah. we go again. Yep. Every three steps, a Geo dude's gonna come over here, and then let me tell you, Geo dudes, they have this ability called Sturdy, yep. which is that it, can't if, take them out one hit. Yeah, can't take them out on one hit. And that is the most frustrating thing when you got this level 50 behemoth yep. trying to like attack these people and it just doesn't kill them. And it's like two hits and it just takes forever. Um, so I've already done the thing where I like got out all the animations. And I'm trying to just make it go fast, fast, <laughs> oh, fast. Geez. But yeah. um, I don't know. It, it, uh, it, it looks better. There, the, the Grand Underground does have the encounters where they have the Pokemon out oh, in cool. the overworld that you can like go to. And it's actually a great place to level up. Like I, I haven't like reached the top yet because in the um, in Pokemon Sword Shield, the Pokemon in the wild area, they level out at 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, the ones that I'm going to in the Grand Underground are at the level of my Pokemon. So it's really great to level up stuff right there oh, because sure, you're yeah. like playing with Pokemon that are at the level of your Pokemon. So, I mean, there, it, it's I don't think it's anything wrong with the game other than I just was really taken back with how much I like Pokemon Sword. And I might be in the minority with that, um, but this one just feels a little bit older for me, even though it sure. does have that nice coat of paint on it. But. Yeah, so I, I I will finish it because I'm a broken human being and I've got so far I've, you know as far as I'm in and might as well finish it. But well, I mean, Justin, if you're training to be a master, like you like you got to put the work in. You know, if you're training, like training sometimes is fun, but sometimes it's also like work. So I can think of no greater hell than getting a Pokemon team ready for competitive battle. Like that doesn't seem fun. Like you're getting no. the right Pokemon, the IV EV training. You're yeah. like you're like sitting there like r- going through the grass until you get like the right kind of Kakuna to kill or whatever. It's just yeah. like I cannot imagine that being a fun <laughs> use of my time. I'll say this, Justin, and I'm not trying to dog on you, but if you're putting a Kakuna on your team. It's probably not going to go very well for you. Well, no, no. P- part of part of the whole uh, Ivy Eevee training, you have to fight Pokemon with certain stats in order oh, oh, to I see what upgrade you mean. I the right stats. So, yes, like, yes, you're yes. like constantly like searching for like the right low level Pokemon in order to, to fight. Like, got it, got fight. it, got it. So, like that, like that's the part that makes it really bad. But <laughs> I was the guy when I played the Pokemon cards. I never had enough money to get the good ones. Yeah. So I use like Poison and Sleep decks, and I and I always would lose, but it would take a little too long. So <laughs> sometimes I'd like, win through attrition. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> able to like like win but like not skillfully it's yeah. like very yeah. slow yeah and then one out of every like 15 games i might sneak a victory in yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. people would hate it um i also lost a lot of friends that way yeah did you play any other video games <laughs> yeah, I've, also, I've also been playing uh marvel's guardians of the galaxy yeah what do you think i like it um i so I, I forget if we asked this question on air about what you like better, Scarlet Nexus or Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Can, can uh, you remind me what you said on that? I think I said you... probably Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think it's because of the characters. And it's not that I didn't like the characters in Scarlet Nexus. I just thought that the growth and the change in the characters in Guardians was um, a lot more noticeable. Yeah, I um, 
I didn't. I haven't gotten to the change part. I think I'm in chapter five. I just got to nowhere. Yeah, you got a minute yet? Then. Yeah. So I got to nowhere, and so far, with that being chapter five out of I don't know how many, um, I think Scarlet Nexus is way. way better. And really, really, yeah. go on. I think I think in terms of like the character interactions for me, I enjoy the characters more in Scarlet Nexus. Odd enough, not that I don't like these characters. Like I think they do do a lot of good like character development, everything like that. Um, so far from what I've seen, mm-hmm. um, but I just enjoyed exploring the character relationships because I feel like in that a game like that, you are rewarded for your relationships and building up yeah. relationships. For this one, I don't feel like rewarded for exploring the the ship between missions or like going out of the way to find stuff. Um, so like I thought I would like the story a lot more in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And by the way, beautifully like produced game, yeah. I think in terms of the story in terms of like cutscenes and how they're like telling the story, I think mm-hmm. it's done really well. Um, and I think that is the, the storytelling is a strength over Scarlet Nexus, but the characters I'm enjoying so far more in Scarlet Nexus and the gameplay a hundred percent more in Scarlet Nexus. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I feel I, I rarely play a game and I'm like, I got to significantly remap these buttons. Um, and I feel like I got to significantly remap these buttons. It's very frustrating about how you have to lock on versus choose your uh, buddy abilities. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like I'm constantly just like missing my shots and ruining my aim because of that. Um, and again, I'm not necessarily I, I think there's still plenty more for me to unlock in uh, the combat stuff. But that first encounter, you fight, fight your humans for the first time. I was like so frustrated that when you were fighting the humans, yeah. um, that's when the combat just like suddenly went from fighting like gelatinous cubes with which spikes. also sucks. Like right, it's just right. like the least interesting thing in the world. Right. Um, I, so I'll say I'll say this real quick. I was where you were at that point, where I was okay. like, "All righty, let's." Like I get it, and I. I see why some people might really like this, but I don't love it. And then I don't know what I don't know when the turn was, but there came a point where I was like, okay, this is actually really good. Yeah. I just it just I just hate to say like a game takes I don't know how long I played it, probably three, four hours maybe. Mm-hmm. It just is really hard to like present a game and be like, well, you gotta play it for seven hours, right? Right. <laughs> and with Scarlet Nexus, it was one of those things I played the demo and I was like, I'm gonna buy this game full yeah. price. Yeah. You know, like I that I if I played Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe because of the story, I might have thought about it, but I wasn't like hooked on going back and playing it mm-hmm. um, at that point. But I really like some of the stuff they do. I, I do think um, going back, I think I voted for it, going to win best music. I love how they use the music in that game. It's real good. It's really awesome. Um, there, there's a, there's the I, I got the Space Llama. I don't know about you, but I did not release Space Llama into space. I I, uh, I, I hid the Space Llama. Oh, interesting. Uh, I hid i hid the um the weapons okay but he doesn't um, get ejected into space the, the, the oh he didn't get ejected like he's still on my ship was he on your ship yeah oh okay damn it so i did it wrong um maybe no I you Who actually knows? you you reduced your fine by about a thousand dollars about a thousand credits uh okay cool, cool cool so anyway i just like how he's like chilling on the ship like dancing to music like you'll find yeah. him like sometimes in front of the thing i'm like i love that little llama guy so um yeah i think it uh there's definitely good stuff about it and i'm a little i'm really surprised at how pretty that game is it mm-hmm. is like gorgeous yeah um, i agree i did have some technical issues uh it happened to me twice where my camera got locked on something like i, I locked on shot something a cutscene happened and then my camera was like stuck 
on yeah, that thing. Okay. And no matter where I went, and I had to not only like turn off the game, I had to like redo a b- big part of it in Jeez. order to get back there because it just saved it right at that one moment. Um, so that kind of stuck, sucked. But uh, I really like the I like the characterizations. Um, I think the I understand how it might seem like at first they are just doing knockoff of the Marvel movie version of them. Yeah. But even if even if they are, I think the fact that they really are just taking time to develop their backstories and things like that, I think is really awesome. Um, I think so far at this point, I just think Drax is such a more interesting character um, he, because he's, he's not just stupid. So nice. Yes. He he shines really, really brightly in that game. And like and a perfect there's e- a lot of stuff uh in their backstories that you like find out later that are like drastically different from yeah from where they like are in the in the MCU. And like even just a subtle thing too there's a there's like a part right after a mission where Drax is just sitting there reading a book and like he has like a little like he has his glasses on he's like yeah, reading yeah, a book yeah. and like to show like intellectual and there's a time when I think Gamora asked about or he asked about a book recommendation and Gamora gave him something he's like well that doesn't sound like a relaxing read <laughs> and like <laughs> like it was just like the, the I think the the best interaction so far with them is like when they're on their ship that kind of talking to each other yeah. but part of the issue with that for me is that I am a passenger for these connections and ultimately mm-hmm, if you just mm-hmm. do something wrong you're going to miss a lot of that interaction um, and I just don't know if I'm being rewarded enough. Um, not that, you know, I need a friendship star level over each of these characters to make it worth it. But um, I still have plenty of game to go, obviously. So I'm excited to play it. I will keep playing it. Um, I just need to grow a third hand in order to play it more effectively, I think. I know what you mean. I also thought with that game, um, there's a lot of like... Uh, in the same way that like Telltale games do, like in the top right corner, when you yeah. like make a choice, it'll say like here's how what this person thought about that like that very rarely ever come like a lot of those things very rarely come up again there are some big ones that you'll notice where it's like oh i saved a character from this happening to them or whatever those are the obvious ones that have like payoff but uh i think you're you're past the part because you said you've already fought human enemies where you put a helmet on and there's people talking yeah and you can choose to either talk into the helmet or like just yeah. take it off and like say what's going on. And I chose to just take it off. And so yeah, you take too. it off and it's like everyone appreciated that you didn't reveal the position. And it was like, yeah, what is like, what does that mean? Like <laughs> I, anyway, um, I will be interested to go back and play some of the stuff to see just what changes. Yeah. Um, with, with characters. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I can look that up more specifically, but Hey, it's still fun. Um, uh, when you're saying about the remembering thing, uh, m- my fiance and I always have this like inside joke when she played, um, uh, what the, what's the wolf one? Wolf among us. Wolf, okay, Wolf Among Us. Um, at the very end, one of the things that came up is you do something. It says the whole town will remember that. So like, we always will be like, the whole town will remember that when we do something. Or like, that's really we fun. have the telltale thought bubble come up whenever we make a decision. So that's cute. That's cute. Justin, you might as well call me Platinum Pete because oh no, on Monday, uh, no, okay. sorry, on Sunday night, I got the Persona Five Royal Platinum. Woo, I did it. It's I pee-pee finished over the game. here. I Is, cried. Should I call you PP? Uh, off air. How's that? Oh, like off. Okay, got it. Yeah, like it could, be, it could be like an us thing, but like I don't want it to be like a them thing. Them being the audience. Got it. Um, uh, speaking speaking of us things, um, I'm at 80 right now. Okay, good. I closed it. Um, yeah. So so I got the platinum for Persona Five Royal, which I, I cried. I cried. I cried twice. Oh, because it felt like. Do you ever go to summer camp as a kid? 
Uh, no. Okay. Well, it felt like being picked up from summer camp, or maybe it's like graduation, like from like high school or college, where it's like a little bittersweet, where you're like, you know, it's it's sad that like we're not going to all gather like this ever again. Because for me, I don't know if I'm ever going to play these games again. You know, like maybe at some point down the line, but like not in the near future, I can't imagine saying, well, I'm going to go play Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal again. Yeah. So it's this kind of like departure where like everyone sort of goes their own separate ways after some things happen. And, and it's nice because, you know, every, like it's, it's a good ending. It's a, it's a good ending, but it's still bittersweet because it's an ending. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So like a, yeah, I. You said earlier that it was an alternative timeline than Persona 5 Strikers, right? Um, it's not necessarily an alternative timeline because, like, the ending is still pretty much the same. It's just that, like, in Strikers, it makes no reference to the fact that some other really important stuff happened after the events of the of the base game. And, like, it does not reference any of the new characters or anything like okay. that. Does... does um this like royal make the game better yes at the end of the story i mean uh yes i, I would say yes okay uh, um because what, what's cool is it pays off a lot of the it's like it introduces these two new characters and the whole time you're kind of like well what's going on with these guys um and i think i personally think it waits a little too long for that to like actually happen I would have probably preferred this stuff to happen before the ending so that you're not just waiting for this all to happen. Um, the story makes it so that it can't happen before all that um, for reasons. But uh, yeah, I would say like unequivocally it is better um, than the base game. Can't wait till that comes out for Switch. You might be waiting. <laughs> you might be waiting a while. Recently they like tweeted like, oh, we're doing a giveaway and like Persona 5 Royal on Switch and then everyone was like, you're doing a what for what on what? And then the Atlas Twitter account was like, Oh my gosh, typo. Like literally so sorry. But everyone was kind of thinking like, yeah, but you knew you had that down or, or you like switch was in the, in, in the brain on the, on the, they had it. That that cannot be. I mean, that has to be, they have to do it. They have to do this for me. Yes. I think that's the way to play the game, but, uh, or that would be a great way to play, just so you you know pick it up really easily. But um, so I finished that, and then the following day on Monday, I got the Ghost of Tsushima Platinum. Woo! And then today, this afternoon, I beat the Iki Island expansion for that game. Did you play that? I did not. Um, th- that is something I am interested in going back to, but you know, backlog. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, so I did that, and I think if you got Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, I would probably access it. I would probably, if I had to say when to play that, because you can access it as soon as like chapter or the second act starts, I would probably do that before you finish the game. Because I think the ending of that, it tries to reckon a lot with, uh, like it's all about Jin's dad and and who he was. Um, but to me in that base game, I don't really think Jin like had a lot of affection for his dad. And even in the in the DLC, like, you really only explore like one aspect of their relationship and he, he, he like he comes across like feeling like he's got this really complicated relationship but it's to me like based on what they show very cut and dry where it's just like oh you didn't really understand your dad because he was not the kind of person to talk about how he felt mm-hmm. um and i also think the game kind of drops the ball because it's about like conquest and like 
not imperialism, but like going to a foreign, like not a foreign land, but like they go to this island and, and take over some stuff and, and some bad stuff happens as a result when Jin goes there when he's older. Um, but it doesn't really like really want to talk about that aspect. It just wants to talk about like Jin was pretty sad about his dad. <laughs> like, so um, it's, it's good. But as someone who just finished the original game, I think that like the base game has a really, really solid ending. And this is less solid, but um, still, if you got the director's cut, play that. It's really good. It's, it's more. I, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And I, I was even talking to, um, our mutual friend Alex about potentially trying to get a squad together to play the um, online stuff. Yes, very down, very down, very down. Justin, I played a lot of video games. I'm I've been putting this on the list. I don't. I've not been mentioning it every week. Uh, Halo Infinite continues to be very fucking good. The the multiplayer. I'm playing that like just about every night. It's so good. Um, and the campaign will be out this week, and the reviews are in for that, and we're going to get into that in just a minute here, but. It's it's so good. For all the reasons that it's been good before that I've said. I that, started that's your, uh that's your Pokemon Unite and Pikmin Bloom. Yep, uh, that just in the background I'm constantly yeah, playing p- that right Please now. know that it's been unhealthy how much I've been playing those two games. Specifically yeah. Pikmin Bloom. I would never have thought the little Pikmin. Like Peter, I was looking for Pikmin three on sale. Like really? I want to buy that game now because, because of you're Pikmin just into Bloom. the Pikmin? Yeah. That's I, I think that's that seems like it could be your t- type of game. Have I little cre- cute little things. Yeah. Did I tell you about the train one? The train one? Yeah, like the Pikmin like put on outfits based cute. on like where you get them once okay. they're your best friends. So then you have to send them on their pilgrimage and they'll go out to where you got them and they'll come back with a gift and it's usually like a wearable. Mm-hmm. So most of like the unrare like the the not rare ones have like stickers that they just put on their their bodies randomly. But then you get like certain famous ones, like cool ones. Um one is like a if you get it at a pharmacy, it's like a little little thing of uh toothpaste on their head like a little Cute. wig and That's then they fun. have a little like toothbrush that they hold um, but i was at a train station and at the train station it's a train they put a tra- it put a train on a little train outfit that's very cute it's like literally like the front of the train the back of it's like in the middle of a train i is love it is its face coming out like the little like locomotive oh yeah, part? yeah oh, very thomas the tank engine. yeah i'm into it. that i'm into that uh, other things I'm into, I started playing Chicory as one of the two games that I'm trying to wrap up, that I'm trying to get to before the end of the year. It's cute. It's good. Um, you have it, right? You haven't yeah, started that's, that's on it. Yeah, it's on my uh, PlayStation 5. It will be, it'll be the game I probably start after Guardians if I finish that before my vacation. Yeah, got it. Um, I'm pretty early on in it, but I understand why people like it. I don't know if it's going to be necessarily like one of my favorites of the year, but it, I mean, I'm still early, but uh yeah, it's cute. I, I think if you're going to play one indie game this year, we, well, we've got a few that we really liked, but um, that's is probably up there. Uh, Justin, I also, I watched Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, and that's the movie that they did that is like a reboot of the Resident Evil movies, because those Mila Jovovich ones, are, I think, are done, and it's retelling of the story of Resident Evil 1 and 2. And what a just horrible movie like <laughs> i was I, waiting i was waiting <laughs> like just a trash flick and here's the thing i was a defender of this movie in the trailers oh, because no. everyone's like this looks horrible and i'm like well yeah that's sort of the point like red like it's supposed to be cheesy and like the script if the script is good that's that's a that's not what you want from resident evil like you want it to be bad but yeah, it's just not good um it wasn't Elena and I, I saw it with Elena and we were like driving home and she was like, 
I wanted that to be like five degrees worse. And like, yes, because they, they like leaned into the horror aspect of everything, which is like not Resident Evil's like strongest suit. Um, yeah, it was just completely bad. And because they adapted uh, Resident Evil 1 and 2, there's like eight main characters. Uh, and like two of the characters find out that zombies are attacking in like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Like, like right before the, the start of the third act, uh, <laughs> uh, Jill Valentine finds out, oh, there's, there's zombies here. What? Like, n- no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the only good part of the movie is, uh, Leon, who's played by the guy from one of the guys from Victorious, which is very funny. And, um, Claire, uh, and Claire going to an armory and, um, you know, they like put on, he, he puts on like the classic, like Resident Evil policeman outfit and um he goes like how do you know, how do you know your way around like guns so well and she goes well uh i was put in an orphanage weirdly enough we talk about that again i was put in an orphanage <laughs> after my parents died and then my and then i broke out and i learned how to fend for myself and he goes oh cool 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 aren't you wondering how a guy like me ended up with a job like this <laughs> and she goes yeah and he's like i don't know <laughs> and then they just move on <laughs> like it's stupid like that's if it were like that the whole time it would have been fun but it was not it was trying so, to be serious so you went to a theater to see this i did i did masked up um and there were a lot of people seeing resident evil welcome to raccoon city last wednesday night <laughs> <laughs> oh man a wednesday wow right, like that's the thing i was kind of thinking like well first of all no one's gonna fucking see this movie uh and then second of all like we're going during the week like people are definitely not going out to see this movie but um Yes, yes. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Green Arrow guy, Robbie Mill, uh, is, uh, is, that, is that Green Arrow? I've not seen Green Arrow, so I can't say for certain. Oh, I hope so. Otherwise, I'll feel awkward. I don't. Nope. Different guy, apparently. Who's the guy from? He was in Superhero Fight Club, so there you go. I'm also not familiar with Superhero Fight Club unless we're talking about My Hero Academia, which I'm on <laughs> season three of. Uh, it's so good. Justin, the last game that I've been playing, and I'm sorry, I know I've been, like, I've played a no, lot. No, no, this is great. Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. That's right. The Battle Royale mobile shooter, Final Ooh. Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Is, is that out? It's out, and I am playing it on a backbone controller. Oh, what the? Oh, my God. Like, you could have you literally if you would have pulled up anything like I I was blown with the battle royale that you were doing that yep. and then you pull up a backbone in front of me. Black Friday, Justin. Apparently, is a really good day for deals, and the backbone was sixty five dollars when oh, it's look, normally a hundred. Okay, we gotta stop for a second because yep. I got a backbone story first. But tell me before I get into my backbone story, how's your backbone? This is the coolest thing. Like, okay, they, like this is so cool. <laughs> um, I, I've been testing it out and uh, like like. I pulled up some Genshin Impact. I've been oh, playing yeah, Final game. Fantasy VII oh, for a soldier. Uh, I've been doing. I played some Halo on my uh, on my phone, which doesn't work great, but like it works. Like you it's can lag, do it. Right? What's that? Is it the lag that is why it didn't work? Well, so uh, you can do it through um, remote play, or you can do oh. it through uh, the X Cloud. And so the remote play, the lag was way too much. Uh, but X Cloud, it works okay. It's just like if you are. If you have spotty connection, that's when it's like a problem. Oh, that's crazy because for me, remote play works great in my house mm-hmm. for both my PlayStation and my Xbox. But for the cloud, I, I, it's unplayable. I tried to play Forza 4. I think I sounded it. I just could not. It was like a stop motion game. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, Backbone's great. If you like mobile games, 
dude, I mean, it's so good. It's so good. And it's getting it's getting to the point. Not even if you like mobile games, if you like like video Xbox. games, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, there's like legitimate things. And then if, again, if you pair that with like Apple Arcade, you can get games like the Pathless to play on there, and it yeah. runs great on your phone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Backbone, highly recommend. Uh, you know, I got it discounted, but still, I ordered it, and it was—it's uh, really cool. It's really it, cool. It was—it was one of the best things because I initially thought I, I like I bought it because I had a gift card, and I was like, I would never buy this without a gift card. Like, me, I, I didn't think I would, but then I bought it. and I was like, wait, I should have bought this. I was an idiot for not thinking yes. that. Yes. Um, if you remember uh, when I got my new phone, one of the issues I had is that it doesn't fit in the backbone, right? Yeah, the cameras or something, right? So yeah, it was it's too big. So then I uh, I put my opened my backbone, put it in. It's like, hey, you got a new phone. You got we have this free three D printed um ex, like upgrade thing that you can get for it. You only have to pay for shipping, and then you'll get it. And I was like, oh great. So I put that in, and that was like you know two months ago. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then like I think like two weeks ago, I was like, did I ever get that? Like, did it go through? <laughs> I didn't think I got charged for it. Um, so then I looked and it, and it only was, uh, I paid through like a, uh, Amazon pay for it and it just didn't have any, sh- it said, we'll send you a shipping confirmation in four to six weeks. And I was like, well, it's been four to six weeks. Um, and then finally they shipped it to me and I got it and you can barely tell what it looks like, but it's this little like extension thing. It's a oh, little like, cool. plastic little thing that you like just kind of slide in there. And what it does is it protects your camera, but it moves it up just ever so slightly that it um, is allowed to like lock in. Cause mm-hmm. the real big issue is that if I push up without it in there, the phone would come out. But now that it's there, the oh, problem yeah. with okay. it is it's still not necessarily flush if you can see it's not necessarily yeah, flush with the back angle. of it it's still it almost feels like if you ever had an iphone that's battery went bad and it kind of like it's poofy inside mm-hmm. it almost feels like that but it is locked in there and it does work and i, I confirmed and it's it feels great i played more of the path list to test it out but i'm glad they did that for free minus the shipping um so I, I think it, I I'm I'm still a fan of this thing so I I'm I'm so super super stoked you got it and I'm glad you like it yeah, it's great. It's great. It's very cool. Uh, it's probably like one of the cooler pieces of gaming hardware that I have. Yeah. Like, um, what uh, phone you rocking again? Uh, I've got an iPhone. You have the 13, right? Yeah. So then I have the 12. Okay. Um, yeah. So before the before the cameras got like much bigger. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool. My my uh, my phone case doesn't fit in it, but I think that's sort of par for the course. But. I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares? That's oh yeah, I, I take my phone case out to do it. Uh, before before the phone case, I had a before this phone, I had a um, pop socket, so that was really uh, a barrier. Yep, <laughs> yep. non starter, non starter. Yeah. But yeah, uh, also Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, uh, is pretty good. <laughs> oh, no. uh, against all odds, it's like actually like a fun shooter that would be a lot more fun if I could play it on console. Um, is that ever going to happen, do you think? Probably not. I think that the, the reason, like, not to be, like, so cynical, but to me, it kind of feels like, well, this sort of makes money, doesn't it? Like, third-person shooters, third-person battle royales sort of makes money, and there's sort of a deficit there now that Fortnite's gone uh, for iOS users, and, I don't know, people like Final Fantasy. So, yeah, it's. I mean, it is just a very standard battle royale shooter but it's got a bunch of final fantasy elements in it which is kind of weird um so like as you kill enemies and like survive through the round you get experience points and you level up like each match and so your health gets bigger and your magic attacks get stronger and stuff like that like it's you're playing final fantasy and it just resets every single round you play um 
Oh, okay. I thought I thought it like every like every like time the circle closes. Yeah, every match. yeah. Sorry, that's oh, what okay, I mean. Okay, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, I was yes. gonna be like, oh no, pay to win. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. I can't imagine what it would be like without a controller because there's a lot of buttons going on. But um, on the controller, it's just it's quite. Good. I, I read a study. Uh, it was a shocking number of people who play X Cloud on phones. Uh, use the touch controls. Yeah, I mean, well, they have a whole th- like a whole section now that's just like here are some good games to play if you're just using touch controls. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, Backbone, great. Final Fantasy VII: uh, The First Soldier starts with uh, like a you know the opening cutscene of Final Fantasy VII where you're on the train. It starts with that, and I was thinking like, did I get trolled? Is this actually Final Fantasy VII mobile? <laughs> and then no, it is. It, it it does that, and then it goes like it stops it like it's a video, and then it like plays it backwards, and it's like three years ago or whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, um, I did find an article. Uh, it was it's on, from The Verge uh, by Tom Warren, uh, titled "20 Percent of Xbox Cloud Gaming Players Only Use Touch Controls," which is pretty interesting. I think, and yeah. probably it's out of necessity uh, that they that they have to do that. But they said there's a couple of games that have 30 percent of people who use them. Um, so Hades, New yep, Super Lucky's Tale, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Scarlet Nexus, Dragon's Quest 11. Minecraft Dungeons and Football Manager 2022 Xbox Edition all have a 30% or over, which is crazy. Dang. Dang. I can't play with the touch controls personally. No, it sucks. Like it without sucks. having just like the the feedback of the joystick or having your thumbs in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember with Genshin Impact, I literally had to play some combat challenges on my computer because I could not do it with sure. my touch controls. It was so frustrating. Yep, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Let's talk real quick. Let's do our Metacritic roundup of Halo Infinite because the embargo lifted today. So we're heading over to Metacritic.com, the end-all, be-all website to know if a video game is worth playing. Um, Halo Infinite for the Xbox Series X. Metacritic score, 40... uh, Oh, gosh. 86, not 46. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 46. 46 people fucking That was last year's version. Yeah, uh, 86. And basically, um, from all of the reviews that I've read, there are uh, 71 critic... uh, uh, Excuse me. There are 71 positive critic reviews, four mixed, so a total of 75 reviews on here right now. Uh, From what I've read... Basically, everyone's like, this is really cool because you can see where the work went into when compared to that, you know, um, preview from summer 2020. And the only problem with it is that it is a it feels a lot like Halo 3 in the nostalgia way. But then also some aspects of it feel like Halo 3, which is a game from 2008 or seven or whatever. I think one of the the good things about this too, um, granted, it hasn't been review bombed by angry people who are like the progression sucks in multiplayer. Which, different game, buddy. Which also, um, by the way, I mean, I don't know if you saw this. The Halo subreddit had to just be completely locked down where you couldn't post on it for like six days. Not six; it was like three days of toxicity. Yeah, because people were like sending death threats to three four three industries, and anyone who was like, "I think it's actually pretty fun," guys, were like <laughs> getting the same thing. Which, hey, you know this if you're listening to our show because you're a rational, normal human being. Don't fucking do that. Don't, yeah, like, don't do that. Jesus. It's a video game. And it's also uh, actually a very fun video game. So anyway, you were saying. 
Um, the lowest scores are seventies. Um, I mean, right. like, I think that's awesome. Like that, that it's not just like, even like you're not getting like three out of five stars at 60%. The lowest ones of these 75 critic reviews is a 70 from screen rant. Um, which is pretty awesome. I not, not screen rant itself, but like the fact that it's still pretty good, um, even in the best of uh, best of case. And, you know, I still hear people complaining about it being not having the co-op and I get it. And I think one of the things that that when uh, previewing a lot of these reviews that came up was with how open a lot of these encounters are, because it's almost like I don't want to speak in hyperbole, not hyper. I don't want to do one of these things, but a lot of these encounters are like Far Cry almost yep. with you have like your encampments that you can come in from any direction. How cool that would be with someone to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I still, you know, I, I understand why people are upset with that. And I think as the game gets closer and I hear more people who are really passionate about Halo talk about it, I get it a little bit more. But my my alternative is I really think this is a smart thing for um, Microsoft to get people going on the holidays um, to oh, yeah. get this exclusive like that. I mean, Sony wishes they had an 86 scored exclusive coming out like this. Right um, now, from a yeah. first party studio, right now, it's going to sell units, it's going to sell uh, more Xboxes, it's going to sell those Series S's. The people who are uh, sick of the multiplayer will go there. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested in playing this, and unfortunately, I have not played the multiplayer because that's not my cup of tea. Yep. But maybe after playing this, it could be my cup of tea. And I'm still hoping that this co op, when it comes out, I'm hoping the reason it's not going to come out right away is because they don't want it to just be like a simple, like add an extra person to that. Mm, if it they're is like, like an open world, stuff. kind of like what they do with destiny, like that would be freaking awesome. And yeah. how they could just have that like world you could patrol with your friends, meet other uh, chiefs um, along the way. Spartans, I guess you call them. Um, like, I think that could be really cool. Maybe that's what they're doing. And maybe that's why it's not just simply adding more players. But um, I hope this does a lot for video games in the future. Um, I think the fact that Microsoft did this is huge. Yeah. That they pushed Halo back and now it became good. Yes. Right. I, I mean, you look at this and I have no idea what was going on behind the scenes. Um, I'm not sure if there has really been a lot of information about that, but to your point, like you look at this game when it was shown off and people like the negative reaction it had compared to the really polished trailers for games like, um, you know, Fallout 4 and obviously recently Cyberpunk 2077 and like all sorts of other games. Uh, um, uh, Grand Theft Auto, the whatever. I don't know if, if that necessarily had polished looking trailers. It didn't to my understanding. But um, like you look at the, these games that like check out the game we're making and then everyone's like really excited for it. And then it doesn't live up to that trailer like. I think what was cool about what happened with Halo Infinite was they got really fast audience feedback being like this looks bad and they said okay yeah. if you think this looks bad we'll, we'll push it obviously that's not always a possibility for a lot of games uh and i think that the fact that it's a microsoft first party studio really like it helps that you've got papa xbox <laughs> you know what i mean being like yeah right, take your time true. whatever but at the same time it's also that was supposed to be a series x launch game that was supposed to sell consoles and it like master chief was on the xbox series x box and like the stuff from Halo Infinite was on that box and you couldn't play it. So like that was that's not like something they did lightly. But and I, I think just it's going really back good. like Cyberpunk, if they would have done the same thing, this game would have been awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. it would not have had this negative thing around it. People would not have like had these like uh, th- it wouldn't be as joked about as it is now. Like 
that ruined cyberpunk them Forever. rushing out yes. before it was ready there's yes. no coming back from that um but and i think C- cd project red is a big enough company that they could have maybe afforded to do that but again i'm not a industry person i wasn't them i wasn't the one crunching the numbers but yeah. yep i agree i agree um speaking of other competitive multiplayer shooters the original titanfall uh is dead respawn announced hey we love Titanfall. Obviously, we're basically making, we're still working on Titanfall essentially with Apex. Um, but unfortunately, game from 2013, you just can't afford to keep the servers going anymore. <laughs> old Goodbye. games are old, guys. And um, I have to imagine some Titanfall people were upset about this. Uh, oh, ex- I'm so sorry. I thought it was down today. No, March 1st, 2022 is when it will be removed some, from subscription services and, and things like that. Um, but you can't go out and purchase it right now, but like it's on EA play and like by extension game pass and stuff like that. Um, Titanfall two though, is still, you know, good to go. Good to play. It's got a great campaign and I think the multiplayer is actually better than Titanfall one because it has grappling hooks and grappling hooks make everything better. See also it has Halo, Halo Infinite. Has proved. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, dumb question. Mm-hmm. Titanfall one, mm-hmm. no single player. Correct. It had a story, but it was a story told through cutscenes before matches. Cool. So, like, and it also (laughs) didn't matter whether you won or lost. (laughs) Because it would just be like, all right, guys, here's like 30 seconds of what's going on. And then uh, (laughs) get at it. And and I think that's like some of the context to this too. Like this is not just like like I don't think Titanfall two will ever be removed necessarily in the same way from stores because there was a single player single campaign player component that people to it. loved. Yeah. But when it is only a multiplayer only thing, like this is bound to happen at some point. The game is eight years old at this point, right? Yep. Twenty thirteen. Seems like so, just yesterday. Yeah. I was in college. It was beautiful. You were in college when college. that game came out? No, I was out of college. I was gonna say I was like because oh, no. I was in high school. Yeah, it was um, a very confusing time for me too, don't worry. Well, you were probably just out of college. That was 2013. Yeah, I just that started was, high school. That, that was your sophomore year, I think, right? Must have been. Cause I yeah, was, I graduated either freshman or sophomore year, like yeah, depending on, on when it came out. And in case anyone else is doing our background, my social security <laughs> number is... 11. Um, <laughs> How did you know? Because you were the 11th person born in the United States. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are some Titanfall fans who are upset about this. Fortunately, you still do have the multiplayer servers for Titanfall 2, while I'm sure there there are different games uh, originally. Oh, sorry. Also, Titanfall, I had that wrong. Released in 2014. I'm a buffoon. Um, It says it right here. Oh, so I was definitely in college then. I I, I think that means you definitely weren't. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I like Titanfall. Obviously, I like Apex Legends. I I would prefer, actually, if Respawn were to just say we're doing Titanfall 3 instead of having to try and put all of the of their like future Titanfall content into Apex just because while I like Apex I don't think that as proven by the first Titanfall a multiplayer competitive shooter is the way to experience an interesting story uh like I think Apex does a lot to like add to the world and to like the lore and stuff but like you're not ever going to get like a really compelling single player story in the same way that you got that original Titanfall 2 uh in Apex but Unless you you know you we're watching the game awards and all of a sudden you see like a bunch of those apex players trying to think of a name off the top of my head uh give Valkyrie me you see Valkyrie there you know shooting around like well, Valkyrie is one of the players in the game she's one of the characters yeah well I'm so out of this this <laughs> anyway, she's, so Val- she's the Val- daughter of one of the antagonists of Titanfall uh, okay, okay. 
so anyway, she, Valkyrie's shooting yeah. stuff, and all of a sudden, you're, like, you know, she gets shot, blown up, and she's, like, on the ground, and it's, like, prepare for Titanfall. And then, that, and, like, I just uh, said, then a, a mech yes. falls down, and then all of a sudden, like, she gets in, and she starts wrecking stuff, and they're, like, I'm thinking of the Avengers music in my head for some reason, because yeah. that's, like, yeah. the most epic of, it. like, hype moments. And then, um, all of a sudden, it's, like, Titanfall, colon, apex, and then, there you go. I would be the down. New, it's a new, yeah. When that, come on, just think of that hype. Yeah, I mean, the cross, like, like the crossovers happen enough in Apex to the point where it's like, well, now let's get it on the other side of it. And um, can you imagine, like, and, and I, I just with those characters and the narrative that they try to create with that, if they have a single player story like centered around that kind of stuff, yeah. with like gameplay mechanics from Titanfall Two and from um, like Apex, like that would be freaking awesome. And like. I hope that's what I'm hoping they do with like the Overwatch when they ever come out with that. If they ever come out with that with Overwatch two, like right. they have like more like catered story stuff. I think, th- I that's, think what that's, they, their that's what they do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, I agree. Cause I, I just think that world is so cool. And yeah, like I said, while it's cool to build the lore when they're trying to tell like stories, it's always like, go watch this animation. And it's like, this is not how I want to do this to respawn. No. Um, but rest in peace, Titanfall. I remember you very fondly, and I will miss you. Bloodhound. That's another one I was thinking this yep. whole time. Trying to think of another one. <laughs> Gibraltar. Oh, yeah. yeah. How did I forget that one? Tracer. Nope. That's Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ash. That's Overwatch and Titanfall. I end uh, Apex Legends. Ooh. I believe they're spelled differently. Ash and Overwatch. Caustic, that's another one. I'm getting it. I'm getting back into it. You're doing great. You're doing Thank really you. good. Thank you. Mirage. Yeah. Yeah. Voiced by Troy Baker. Patch. Uh, no. Uh, uh, something Craig Smith, who is the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog, and Chris Redfield. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Booker T. Booker. No, I'm thinking Booker DeWitt. That's Troy Baker in uh, Bioshock. Anyway. Uh, have you seen this, Justin, about iOS games? So Apple revealed the most downloaded iOS games uh, from 2021. This is an article from MacRumors.com by one Julie Clover titled, Apple Re- Reveals the Most Downloaded iOS Apps and Games of 2021. Uh, I'm going to read some of these for you, and I'm, I'm curious if you recognize them. I'll, we're going to go with games, okay? Stop me when you recognize them so this first list is top free iphone games so these are free among us got it roblox up until two months ago did not know it but now i know it yep project makeover um i'm not familiar <laughs> me neither uh call of duty mobile heard of it subway surfers have not heard of it <laughs> do you think that's a subway game or do you think that's about like the you know underground trains uh, I clicked on it and it looks like a running game and there's some like spray can see, going on. Do you on. see any footlongs? Uh, no, no. Okay. It looks like people running around a Splatoon world. A guy is surfing on a uh, popsicle. So that's fun. High heels. Magic Tiles Three colon piano game. Water sort puzzle. Shortcut run. Bridge race. Turbo Time Tax Collectors. Now, which one of those was fake? 
Turbo Time Tactical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I, I, I was only half listening because this high heel game, it looks like an endless runner in which you're like walking. Okay, it says get ready for the best high heels game ever. This shoe game is fun. This runway is epic. This shoe race is for baddies. The taller your heels are, the easier it will be to escape from the walls. <laughs> A different obstacle awaits you at each parkour. There are rails huh. on the on the roof where you have to spread your legs and slide, walls huh. to jump, a stick to balance, and a huge podium waiting for you at the end of the road. Well, thanks, high heels with an exclamation point. Uh, Number five in racing. <laughs> well, that's impressive. Uh, just behind Subway Surfers. Okay, so those are the free ones. Now we're getting to the the, the paid games. So, Justin, here we go. Again, stop me when, when you recognize some that you, that you know. Minecraft. Know it. Heads up. Great game. A lot of fun. That's a party game right there. Balloons TD6. Oh, Balloons Tower Defense 6. Sorry. Oh, is it Balloons? Yeah. Oh, they're just they just didn't have the Changed copyright the for Balloon. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're oh, you're absolutely right. This is not the Balloon Tower Defense of my childhood that had monkeys throwing pins. But it does sound like Balloon. Balloons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Monopoly. Wait, what, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> what am I? What do you mean? Mon- Monkey? Balloon tower defense? Yeah, I never heard of it. Oh, it's a game where you it's you got balloons. So monkeys that, throwing balloons? No, it's monkeys throwing uh darts at the balloons and you upgrade the monkeys to I can't believe you don't know this. It <laughs> <That> sounds ridiculous. <laughs> so I love on, it. it was on addictinggames.com, I believe. Ah. Uh, Monopoly. Geometry Dash. Mm. My child Lebensborn. <laughs> oh, this looks <laughs> Plague Inc. True Skate. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Incredibox. Now I've clicked on My Child Lezeborn. Le- I did Lebes- too. Lebens- Lebensborn. Um. What? Okay, so here are the key features, and you tell me what this game is about. Influence the child's feelings, personality, and worldview through your choices. Look for the effects of your choices in your child's expressions and body language. Explore a gripping storyline based upon true events. Earn money as you work, then cook, craft, forge, and play. Use your time in migri resources wisely. Adopt a boy or girl and support them through a defining year of their life. So, additionally, Polygon.com said, My child Lebensborn tells a disturbing tale about innocence in... The aftermath of World War II. Because I'm looking at the screenshots here, and the three screenshots on the Apple Store preview <laughs> say this. Uh, so it's Levin's born in a little bathtub, and he says, what is dot, 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 a Nazi kid? And then you have three options to say. You can say, who said that? You just ignore anyone who says that. And then ex- try to explain what Nazism is. Um, and then you've got another one of a little girl all wrapped up in a big coat next to some ice fishing stuff. And it says, how will you choose to spend your time? Which was um, like the, one of the slogans for Persona, I think. And then <laughs> take your uh, time. And then uh, there's a there's a kid and he's she's crying and she's like in the fetal position. And it says, how do you raise your child in a hateful society? Which uh, th- these are the real questions. I actually think this is probably a very informative game. This seems to be like actually like an Im- impactful game. Um, that said, I'm kind of surprised that it is at the top of the pay is one of the you know most popular paid games because this seems to be like not what like a bunch of kids would want to play. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and and 
I don't know. Did you did you read Plague Inc. yet? Because that's also very sad that a game I about did read that. <laughs> the plagues. Yeah, in- I, I heard that. Um, and, and I could be wrong because this was geez, nearly two years ago now. Um, but when the pandemic first started, if you remember back then, um, Plague Inc. was like at the top of a lot of stores because, I mean, I'm sure some people were doing it ironically, but it's also like not a bad way of like understanding how pandemics like start and can mm-hmm. go, you know? Um, yeah. So those are the best mobile games, uh, which is interesting too, because according to the gamer.com, an article by Josh Colson is titled best mobile game receives most votes for the game awards. And it reads, here's just a little clip of it. The game awards is fast approaching, which has sparked lively conversation and debate regarding what should be crowned as the best game of 2020, uh, 2021. Um, goes on to say one of the categories is best mobile game and according to game awards host jeff keely that category has been receiving more attention than ever before he says quote we are setting new voting records for the game awards in one key insight the most voted for category so far best mobile game keely revealed on twitter over the weekend that's kind of cool bless you um (laughs) yeah i i i just find it surprising that now, okay, I'm not surprised that out of all the categories, mobile gaming is the one that got the most votes. Yeah. But I'm surprised that people just stop there. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to right. the Game Awards to vote just for the mobile game and be like, you know, other than that, I don't got to say. I don't got an idea. I don't got an opinion. Um, just seems like a like strange that, again, I don't know the numbers, that that is the one that people have gone to the most. No, I, I totally agree. Because, I mean, if you, I think, and I don't have any information to back this up but I, I would highly doubt that if someone is plays a lot of mobile games that like that's the only gaming they're doing you know what i mean yeah or at least they would probably have opinions about these things you know but yeah who knows uh speaking who knows of game, indeed speaking of game awards though uh keanu reeves and carrie ann moss are presenting alongside the likes of reggie fils and um uh simi lu from uh shang chi and um guillermo del toro is doing one um now last year if you remember they made a big deal about all the presenters and most of them were not games people you know, like, like, like they had a lot of, I mean, like, I think Christopher Nolan did, uh, like he was the announcer for game of the year, which like, I guess it's cool. You know, Christopher Nolan is obviously a very accomplished and, and renowned film director, but he, and he, he said a little bit about how he was like, video games are pretty cool. I think they're a really great way of storytelling, which, you know, I'm sure he potentially believes, but I don't know. What do you think about all of these non video game people being presenters i think the more you mix medias together the more you have actors and film people and other people outside of the video industries the industry the more you bring in the better it is for video games and i hear a lot of people complaining about how the game awards is like a massive commercial mm-hmm. um or like it it just it should be more about the games and the awards yes but also i really think that to have something like the game awards and to bring in as many different people as possible to make this as big of a thing as possible only 
makes the magnifying glass in video games even bigger and more people get to see it and it brings more people in because it's like, oh, I love Christopher Nolan. He's going to present something. I want to go see that. You yeah. know, like I just think this is only good for video games. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. My one caveat to that would probably be like, I, I think you can't only rely on those sorts of people to be presenters because then I think it devalues some of the other roles in this industry. Like, I think it's great that you have, you know, Keanu Reeves and I mean, Keanu Reeves gets a pass because, you know, he was, he's been pretty involved in video games. Um, but, but like, um, Guillermo del Toro also gets a pass because of PT and, um, Death Stranding. Christopher Nolan. He, like, <laughs> to me, I, I think that you would, you should have a games person announce the best game of the year just because that is the industry we're in. That is the industry that person is in that person. While they don't need to know what they're talking about. So like just read off a card and say, you know, it's Resident Evil village or whatever. I think having a person there who's probably played all the games or like has an understanding of all of these games. Uh, I think, I think is a, is a good representation to have in an industry where, I feel like a lot of the behind the scenes people don't really get recognized, if that makes sense. Yes, the I would say if that the the my one kind of counter to that is that a lot of these categories are made more towards the mainstream rather than like specifics like behind it. Like that's fair. We're not talking about who the best um, you know programmer is or the best like graphic designer is and stuff like that. Like it's really highlighting a lot more of the games rather than individuals, with the exception of content creators, some of the esports ones, mm-hmm. and uh, acting performances. Actors. Yeah, but even that, a lot of time those are out of the video game industry. I just think the 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 game awards becoming a bigger thing is one of the most important things for video games to have the game award to win a game award means something i think more so than the golden joysticks or the whatever i think the way this is becoming like this huge industry thing i think is really important for video games um and i i do understand how i wish like there were more it, it was less about a commercial and more about video games i mean we all remember chic hydro man right that was ridiculous but you know, there a couple years ago, Game yeah, Awards like, had Chick Hydro Man. It was like a mascot for Chick Hydro, like the the razors. Um, oh, oh, as like one of the sponsors. Oh, okay, I see. Yes, got um, it. And I like I understand like that is annoying, but it's also required to have production value and stuff like this. Like Jeff Keighley, like it, it needs to put on a show, and in order to put on the show, he needs money to come in mm-hmm. and like to get advertising. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I it can be a little bit annoying, but like who would announce the best game for this year? Would it be the the director of the best game last year? I mean, that could be cool. I, I don't know. I, I think it would be interesting because like there's always the joke about like best game direction. And it's like, well, usually it goes to the one that had a director. We all knew, you know what I mean? So like Hideo Kojima wins because, well, first of all, he's like, he has a very clear vision and has a very clear style, but like, it's always, at least in my opinion, it's very frequently the the director who is the only director that, that people know in games industry. And I think that could change if you had, you know, I don't remember what one best game direction last year, but if you had that director show up and say, hey, what's up? I'm this guy from this studio talking about game direction. Game direction, here's what it meant to me when I was doing it for last year, and here's what I know it can mean to the people who are, who've worked on these titles this year. You know what I mean? I think that could be kind of cool, but... um 
I, I do I do know what you're saying in terms of you know trying to legitimize it and and that sort of thing. But well, you know, I'm also a corporate shill, so I guess that's also true. So yeah, but I, I also will say like in terms of the like celebrities who are doing it this year, uh, a, a lot of them are. I think as I was trying to come up with examples of the celebrities who are not necessarily related to video games, like I was, you know, Guillermo del Toro was in Death Stranding and, and was going to do PT. Um, I, I think I saw like Laura Bailey is presenting an award. Um, she's in the games industry, obviously. Uh, Specifically in Call of Duty Vanguard, I think, right? This year? Oh, yes, yes. That was her this year. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito obviously is in Breaking Far Cry Bad. 6 and he's... What? Breaking that? Bad? Well, he's Breaking Bad and... and I know. <laughs> Okay. I was like, no, he was like the, f- he, he, he kept yelling at me in YouTube ads. <laughs> like, I, I'll say this. I didn't play that game. He looked like he was having fun in, in those ads at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean with all of that, but uh, back to mobile games, if we can, for just one second, uh, Sony has patented a new mobile controller. This is an article, again, from the game whereby Sean Murray reads Sony Patton's new mobile controller, and um, it reads like this. Thanks to an interview, uh, Sony's head of PlayStation, Jim Ryan, last... Excuse me. Thanks to an interview, Sony's... An interview with uh, (laughs) PlayStation, uh, Jim Ryan, last summer, we already know that uh, the game giant is looking to bring its IPs to mobile. And before that, Sony was hiring for a new, quote, head of mobile division to do exactly that. And now we've got even more evidence of Sony's intent to bring, to break into mobile gaming, a mobile controller. It's basically a backbone controller of of a dual shock for where you put your phone in the middle of it. Um... I have no idea. I mean, like, you know, patenting something that happens pretty early on in the process to my understanding. So you just have like, you know, your sort of stake in that. But uh, that's kind of cool. And it seems like they are making some moves right now. So that would make sense, especially with the way that Xbox has pretty quickly and, and smoothly transitioned into doing more mobile gaming and stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, this is interesting to me because I like it shows that Sony is interested in the mobile market, but I don't know if it's, it's, they're going to be going back to like a, um, uh, a type of, uh, like Vito or, um, PSP kind of model. Like if they are going to go more for their cloud streaming service, which give or take, I would not say Sony is known for their cloud streaming, (laughs) um, (laughs) at least as of now. Um, it's just an interesting route for them to take, but, Maybe there is some kind of bigger move that Sony is thinking of making to either make uh, their streaming platform more focused or uh, to have like more of a remote play feature. I, I don't know. I-, I think ultimately, if it's like the backbone, that's cool. Yeah. But like, wh- are they going against backbone? I feel sorry for the backbone then. Yeah, but isn't backbone, don't they have a thing with Microsoft or am I making that up? Don't they have like a deal? They might. I mean, because you open it up and it like does have a lot of like. Uh, I, did you stuff get and... uh, Game Pass Ultimate when yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, I got like some like a month or that, something. So I'm sure they yeah. probably do have a deal with that. Um, and that stuff is like kind of front and center. Um, and the font which is, would the, make sense. is the Xbox font. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know if that's true, but it like looks. Oh, and yeah, I just pressed the button. And it says Sony sucks. Oh, that's what. Hold on. On the back, Whoa. mine has a, an an engraving. It says. Jim Ryan, eat my ass. I don't, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying it. Like, like that's to me, that's a little crass, but right, it's on my r- backbone. It's right on the backbone there. <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with it. Like, hey, we can all be civil about this. Like, backbone, like, cool it a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, PlayStation is also making moves. In a Bloomberg report by Jason Schreier titled PlayStation Plans New Service Take on Xbox Game Pass, um, he writes that Sony Group Cor- Corp's, excuse me, Sony Group Corporation's PlayStation division is planning a new subscription service to compete with rival Microsoft Corporation's popular Xbox Game Pass, according to people familiar with Sony's plans and documents reviewed by Bloomberg. So, uh... The service, codenamed Spartacus, will allow PlayStation owners to pay a monthly fee for access to a catalog of modern and, modern and classic games, said the people who asked not to be identified because they were not authorized to speak to the press about the plans. So, it sort of seems like this is happening. As always, I mean, grain of salt with completely anonymous sources, but I don't know. Bloomberg doesn't report on stuff that's just like a rumor hearsay from nobodies, you know. I wouldn't be surprised about if this happened. And as we've said on the show, I think this is something that Sony should do and, and would be good for the industry. So in terms of this story, like this just seems like Sony is consolidating what they already have, but adding some backwards compatible stuff, which we don't quite know what that backwards compatible stuff is. First of all, going to be priced at, but also yep. is it emulated or is it like true backwards compatibility where you can like put your stuff in your system and play? Right. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think this makes sense. I personally don't feel like this is as big of a news story as it would be if Sony's like, guess what? We have Play Pass, and they drop the mic. I agree. Uh, we we were chatting a little bit before we started recording, where like you know when comparing this this sort of thing of what Sony intends to do, and again, this is like not confirmed. This is all just from this one report. Uh, but you know, if if they're wanting to do backwards compatibility and stuff, and also have their own sort of Game Pass uh, selection how does that compare to Xbox's Game Pass? And I asked you, or maybe you asked me, like, well, are, would they have, you know, titles day one, their, their first party titles on their day one? And to me, the answer is like, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not trying to say they're greedy or anything like that because they're a corporation that needs to make money. But um, I, I think that they have c- culminated a lot of their brand about prestige and you know, a PlayStation five game now costs $70 because PlayStation believes that they're worth it because they make quality games. And like, yeah, I'd say probably, um, especially with, you know, how prices have gone up and uh, like, like, you know, inflation and and things like that. But, um, I, I would be surprised if they would be like, quote, giving it away for free on a game pass service because of the image that they've brought up of like, you are going to pay good money for our experiences. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you read the tier system by any chance? Uh, I looked at it, but I did not read it on the show right now. So the the this is still on the Bloomberg article. Um, it says that details on Spartacus may still not be finalized, but documentation reviewed by Bloomberg outlines a service with three tiers. The first would include existing PlayStation Plus benefits. The second would offer a large catalog of PlayStation 4 and eventually PlayStation 5 games. The third tier would add extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games. A representative from PlayStation didn't immediately respond for request to comment. So, okay, hear me out. What this sounds like to me is a lot like what Nintendo's done. Yes, this doesn't sound that, like, like all in all, not super exciting in my opinion. 
Correct. And not only does it sound like what Nintendo has done, uh, I don't think people like what Nintendo has done. <laughs> Correct. To my understanding, f- people really don't like Nintendo's online service. Like, right. in terms of its backwards compatibility and stuff. And, you know, who knows? The PlayStation might be different. Because, um, you know, but... Uh, do people want to play a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PS3, and PSP games? I mean, it really depends. Like, I mean, certain games are probably locked on those systems that you cannot That's play fair. them unless you have That's a fair. PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation 3. So if we're talking about, like, getting access to the backlog that Sony has that could potentially, like, um, open up their history in a way that you get to play some of these older games. Like, yeah. I-, I was fortunate enough uh, before um, uh, the Metal Gear Solid Five came out, I went back and I played all the Metal Gear games, but that's because it was convenient to do on the PS3 at the time. There was like a bundle, wasn't there? There was like a bundle yeah. that had, I think, like some of the like the first three or whatever, and and that wouldn't be possible unless I had a PS3 today. Right. Right. I couldn't do that easily. I'm sure you can do it on Steam or whatever, but I, there is still a big ju- a difference between PlayStation gamers and like PC gaming. I still think that crossover isn't just one to one, and. If this is something that can you just like for like if this would be something that was brought to the PC and it would have that like PC app like Game Pass has like if eventually they get to that point because it really does seem like Sony has made a concerted effort to expand upon the PC yeah. and have PC offerings and be and be there because that's where people are that's where the numbers are that's where money is yeah um and if they can keep doing that like I I see but this is a good sign. Mm-hmm. for what they could do with this service. And I still reckon that the PlayStation Now is a pretty good service. The games that they have are, are pretty good. Yeah, The thing that a lot they of lack them. versus Game Pass are the new games. They don't get as yeah. many new games that, that immediately, because I think right now, even though I don't touch it every month, I still think it's worth it just to have Game Pass. So when Psychonauts 2 comes out, when 12 Minutes comes out, when Halo Infinite comes out, I can just play them day one. Yeah. And even Ultimately, with games I'm like probably, Forza... Like, right, exactly. I can you, try you for just 10 minutes. Try them. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I got it. I got that experience for it. Um, and I think that's totally worth it for me because I have the means to do that. Um, it might still be an issue with a lot of other gamers because I just, my parents would not have allowed this when I was a kid. It, it would have been like, like I would have had a budget for this and like save up my holiday money to get Game Pass. <laughs> it would have been like I would have asked for like three months of Game Pass for Christmas as a right, kid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I know it's not like the perfect solution, but I I, I you you know well uh, listener that we are huge fans of Game Pass and everything yeah. that they do, um and like not only do they have Game Pass, but their backwards compatibility on the Xbox is ridiculous. You put in an old yeah. disc, they upres it, put it in 4K, they make it like <laughs> you know shoot fireworks out of your console like with the old disc, like it's amazing like what they do at no added cost. Um, so well, that's Sony the question a- too, right? Like, do you think that with this? you're going to be able to put a PlayStation 2 game into your PS5 and it's going to work? Because to me, I would say no. Absolutely not. I think there's going to be some form of emulation on this stuff. Um, I would assume that's what they would do. Um, And I don't think you're going to have the native, like, disc support for it uh, because just, like, the internal hardware is so different between um, the PlayStation... PlayStation 3 versus PlayStation 5. I mean, PlayStation 5 is a computer. PS3 was a... I don't know, like something like a supervillain would make. <laughs> it's like a weapon. <laughs> Did the United States like military, bu- or like the, no, the Pentagon bought like a thousand of them. So Isn't that ridiculous. right? And they like opened them up yeah. to see what was going on in there, <laughs> which yeah. is like hilarious. Uh, I think they just wanted to play Uncharted one, but um, <laughs> <laughs> one, two, and three, I guess, because they were all on there. But uh, yeah, I think what could make this sweeter is uh, I, I think people were speculating 
don't know if this ever came to fruition or not, um, that Netflix and, and PlayStation were going to do some sort of partnership. Um, I don't know what's up with that. If, if anything has come of that, I am going to assume cause I haven't heard anything about it that no one has said anything about it really. Um, but I think that could even sweeten the deal a little bit too, um, with, with this sort of thing. But to me, like just reading these tiers, these three tiers, the first tier is what we already have with PS plus, um, that second tier of PlayStation, a lot of PlayStation four and PlayStation five games, like doesn't really appeal to me. Cause I, I mean, I'm probably in the minority. I am in the minority of a lot of people playing video games where I am buying a lot of games. Um, but also with the PlayStation four games, if you've got a PlayStation five, that PS plus collection that comes with every PlayStation five is like, what more do you need in terms of those games? You know what I mean? You already have horizon zero dawn and, um, infamous and persona and you know days gone and like like all of this stuff god of war um so you don't really necessarily need that unless the collection is like truly huge um and then demos game streaming and you know classic games that's i think a more uh, personal choice as to if you are the kind of person who wants to go back and play star wars battlefront the original one and whatever and like even then, like I'm trying to think of the cost of this too. Yeah, um, what would you pay right for now? This? Right yeah. now, PlayStation Plus is about five dollars a month yeah. at its standard cost. Now I am I'm cheap enough and like savvy enough to have never spent full price on my PlayStation um, Plus account because I like get it when it's like Black Friday deal of thirty thirty dollars yeah, for yeah, your yeah. whole year or whatever. Um, but let's just say base price five dollars. Um, so what would the tier two be? Would that be ten dollars? I mean, right now PS Now is ten dollars a month. Yeah. So that's a discount. So $10 a month would be awesome to get PS Plus and PS Now. I would pay for that. Sure. But, like, theoretically, it'd be, like, 15 right? If you're just doing the cost-benefit analysis, like, what it would cost right now. Right. And then $20 to get some backwards compatibility games of Library of Classics? Like, that doesn't necessarily seem to be worth it to me. No. Um, and and that's also, you- like, the marketing, like like $20 that seems a lot more than 12 $15 you know like just even though if it's not it's like five bucks a month more but like that's just like on paper looks problematic I agree because I mean also you look at 15 bucks for Game Pass Ultimate perfect but they have that cross play between PC and then you know mobile stuff and xCloud I mean uh $20 for something you can only play on your PlayStation probably not right I mean and you also look at the backlash that Nintendo got for you know, classic games that are beloved that people want to play on the switch. Like people just, it just didn't go over well. So I'd be curious to see what, uh, Sony would be able to do because I'm not saying that people don't love Sony games the way they love Nintendo games, but people don't love Sony games the way they love Nintendo games, you know, like, I'm yeah, yeah. like just when it comes to those like true classics, uh, that are, you know, a little bit more retro, but if you had to guess, what do you think Sonic smells like? The hedgehog, I mean. Um, probably like one of those flavored, like mark that flavored <clears throat> scented markers. Um, <laughs> Justin's out here just like ah, yeah. of these markers. <laughs> with these markers. <laughs> no, it's like a, a scented marker, but like you know, blueberry seems to be the obvious one that like really potent smell, but also a little bit of the black licorice one. That's really interesting. I would go with chili dogs and sweat. So kind of like an like a inside. Weirdly enough, the inside of a Sonic drive through restaurant 
<laughs> like literally, I, I can't, that came to my brain and like no correlation to the. How to has the that hedgehog? not been like a copyright thing? You know what I mean? Like you, you have Sonic, a place called Sonic that sells chili dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, where they come out on roller skates or something like that. <laughs> uh, they go fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so according to NintendoWire.com, in, in an article called "Sonic Candles" announced by Sega's European shop by Tom Brown. Um, it's happening. Sega has teamed up with Candier Candles um, for three-scented cylinders based on Sonic, Tails, and Amy. Uh, they don't smell like wild animals, though, thankfully. Instead, each is themed to Green Hill, Seaside Hill, and Planet Wisp, respectively. So those are obviously um, some zones in the OG Sonic. Now, of these three characters, which, by the way, these are going for $25.99 uh, in, I believe that's Euros, um, which I'm going to say is probably $32 if I had to give or take um, in American dollars. Which one of these would you buy if you had okay, to pick? So, so did you look at what the actual scents are? Like, Am I answering this like like which character you think um, I would like the smell of most or like what actual scent do you think I would like the smell of most? Um, I, I guess we can do both. When you say the actual scents, do you mean like are there – is there better clarification than Green Hill Zone? Yes, correct. There is. Uh, okay, where uh, where can I find that information? <laughs> All right, or if, so you just, you, if you have it, read it. Yeah. Okay. So the um, Sonic one, uh, which is the um, uh, was what, what is that smell? It's Green Hill. Um, it, gr- yeah, Green Hill. Um, it smells like citrus, lemongrass, grass, green leaves, sage, and moss. Perfect for feeling empowered. Okay. I'm actually like I'm kind of into that. Okay, then we have our um, Tails candle, which smells like fresh ocean air, pink sea salt, citrus, and musk. Perfect for feeling optimistic. Can I say that? Also sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm leaning towards the Tails one. Me too. And then me finally too, we too. have the Amy candle, which is smells like cherry blossom, rose, and magnolia, warm sandalwood. Perfect for feeling confident. Okay. I would probably go Tails. Yeah, I'm. I, I okay. So, actual animal tails would be probably last. I cannot imagine he smells very good. No, with the two tails constantly spinning yeah, around. And, and I don't know what my dog smells like after he's gone for a long walk. It's not going to be a good smell. You know what I right. mean? Right. Um. The, but uh, d- candle scent wise, I'd be down with tails. I mean, that's like almost everything I like in a candle. Yeah, I. I agree. I think that's, um, that smells pretty good. Uh, pop quiz: What's Tails' real name? Uh, Percy. So um, I would also go Damn. with. Uh, Just is moved it, right past that, huh? <laughs> wow. No, it's okay. No, keep. What? what no, 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 no. I, I, I was. I was trying to cover the fact that I didn't know. But what is per, what is Percy's real name? Uh, it's Miles Prower. Oh, that kind of fun. Yeah, like Miles my, per hour. But and, they just call him Tails, a little nickname. And I'm sure this wasn't part of the naming process. That's my nephew's name. Is that true? Miles, not Prower. Oh, I was like, I was like, his name is Miles Prower. That's actually kind of like, what a coincidence. Are, are is are his parents like a big Sonic fans? Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. So moving on from the like uh, going up, like on top of this, branching out, what video game character would you most want a candle of? Oh boy. Um I would have to say um and this is just cuz it came to my mind first, uh definitely a Pikmin. Like that has to be a good smell. Yeah, uh, very That's a flowery, pretty safe bet. very yeah. 
very uh, yeah like the you know floral floral right. scents it's got to be a safe yeah it's got to be a safe scent yeah uh, what about yourself okay i've never played them but who's the guy from katamari damacy i feel like the, he would have a fun funk <laughs> like just smoking like, a little bit like everything like it wouldn't smell great but you would be like whoa <laughs> like like it would be very memorable do you know what i mean by that i think i think a beautiful smelling game um based yeah. on how it looks would be ghost of tsushima i was you about to say how, ghost of tsushima. Yeah, how beautiful like if it if it smells as good as it looks which i would assume is part of the you know like you can't have it's a pretty looking game pretty looking smell so pretty smelling smell pretty looking you can't look at a smell you could i know what you're trying cartoon. to say that's got to smell good, like those cherry blossoms. Justin, let me say this. I don't know if this was, I don't know if this was said by me while we had a podcast, or if this was before we had a podcast. There was all this talk about what the next, about how these new controllers were going to feel for the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five. I was convinced, convinced that they were going smell, so that each game would come with a little vial of scent that you would plug into your controller and it would spray for certain scenes <laughs> wouldn't it be game changing now I, like, that that is the the that would be the tri-sense controller yes correct um here's the problem that i'm now just thinking of so many games are set in sewers and like underground and like nasty like like the last of us 2 probably doesn't smell very good if for a majority of it maybe when they get to the farm but even then that's just like you know Speaking of smells, um, yeah. I want I want you're you're uh, you're a pretty big fan of My Hero Academia. Big fan, yes. Um, I'm also a pretty big fan of the character Bakugo, which I think I told you that. Yes, yes. And you know his power is he has like his sweat. His sweat turns into like uh, like nitroglycerin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, later in the comics, he decides to wear his winter outfit all the time, so he sweats so he's more. Constantly sweating. That's funny. So he has to be the worst smelling Just character. Nasty. Ever like he cannot smell good. He just has to be just. Yeah, you know it's interesting. I was gonna say like, in my experience, I mean, when I have been in my more fit body, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I get it. Yeah. I have experienced like when I've been around more fit people. When they sweat, they are not as they don't got stank to them. That said, I always have a stank. So like. You are correct, and like he probably doesn't smell great. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, speaking of sweating and and and, and things, uh, I a lot of high school athletes, um, like Ooh. the basketball players, yeah, they've been wearing their masks as they play under their chins, so where like it all, be- where it all just accumulates, right? So between plays, they put the mask back on when they're on the sideline, and then, uh, but it's, un- it's under their chin. That's bad. It's literally nasty, right? That's that's quite bad. Yeah. Well, reasons I didn't play sports: sweaty masks. Sweaty masks. Yep, that was the one for me too. Wasn't one lack of interest or athletic ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, on top of this, <laughs> PlayStation Australia, uh, they're doing <laughs> food. They're doing dish, like meals from video games. So you can order um, a meal from Last of Us Part 2, Uncharted 4, and Ratchet and Clank Rift and Part. So I know like, like we talked about this, and we, I've watched this video, but the picks for the food items in these games is preposterous. Because I wouldn't say that I any of these three games 
like I wouldn't classify as food games. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean Final Fantasy 15, there are some dishes in there that I would want to eat like do you like that that are very appetizing that I would remember and be down to eat. Last of Us Part 2, when you said, "Oh, there's a meal from that in this service." I was like, "Do they ever eat in it?" And you were like, <laughs> "No, it's like steak sandwiches." And I was like, "Oh yeah." That the freaking homophobic guy makes for Ellie to be like, sorry, I called you whatever, a slur. And I think she gives him to Jesse, but like, I don't want that. Like, you're, are you going to chow down on this homophobe sandwich? I mean, uh, Uncharted I- 4, obviously, you eat the pasta that they eat where they play Crash Bandicoot that Elena makes. Um, also, like I, I remember that happening, but I don't necessarily remember the food. It, like, like that was not like a big part of that scene. Um, and then Ratchet and Clank, the, it's a, it's like a, what's that word? It's like a yogurt ice cream mix. What, what's that called? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's like a French word. Parfait. Parfait. It looks like a parfait. It's got some strawberries in there, which apparently was in Ratchet and Clank. Rift Apart, which I played pretty recently, and I and do not remember. We both have it. the platinum in that game. What's that? We both have the platinum, correct? We do, and like, and like, I don't remember that. What? Like, did, I don't think anyone ever ate. Like, that must have been like in the background of like one of the bars or something that you go to. But um, yeah, so PlayStation is delivering food now in Australia, uh, which is which means that I gotta go. We gotta go back. I, or I mean, I. I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll show you around Melbourne. I'll show you all the cool places. But um, and then we can get from Deliveroo, Australia. Um, by the way, I know the best little 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 place to stay in Melbourne because um, there was a show on I think Netflix. It was like Airbnb competition, but okay. like in Australia. Very fun. The name of it. Um, Where are we stand. And it was. Uh, they won there, so I, I I do want to visit there. So we can go there, get this food. We can have a real um, steak PlayStation experience <laughs> in Australia. And it's also like it's not like I said, like it's just pasta and steak sandwiches and parfait. Like it's not even like there's nothing about it that like someone eating it would be like, is that the sandwich from the last one? <laughs> the Ellie gives away. <laughs> yeah, it, like it doesn't look that 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 crazy. Um, it looks good. It's called Instant Hotel. It. Instant Hotel. That's the name of the the show. The show. Instant Hotel. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I guess then the the follow up question is, what video game food would you want to eat the most? Okay. I thought about this a lot. Okay. Since I saw saw this article, yeah. I thought about it. I would like to try the cake from Portal. Oh sure, sure. That's a very that is actually a very good answer. Um, cause it, it'd be like dirt, right? <laughs> what? What? Why? Cause it's a lie. The cake is a lie. Well, no, remember at the end, there's a cake. It's a black forest cake from the bakery outside of Valve's headquarters in Seattle. Oh, that, okay. Now I'm hungry for a cake. I, I'd fuck that up. I'd fuck yeah, that right I'd up. That. I remember as a kid being like, oh, there's coconut on it. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, yes, please. Like, uh, I would just eat raw coconut, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like the shreddings. Um, yeah, I would, I would take that. Uh, what else? Um, like, uh, like pretty much anything for Final Fantasy fifteen, like that cooking stuff was really good. Oh yeah, that was like delicious. And what was that one? Uh, they had that like product placement in there. 
They had product placement for a bunch of camping supplies. But was there a food one? Yeah, it, there was like a specific like um uh, uh there's like a mission around like some ramen. Okay, I'm me, I'm not familiar. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 product play. It was like a whole like food quest, like where you had to like hmm. um what is it? Um, cup of noodle. Cup noodle. Oh, yeah. oh, like like instant noodles. Yeah, it was like cup noodle. That's funny. Um, I also would like to try. I think Nintendo's got to get on this, right? Yeah, like the Breath of the Wild food was like pretty good. Yeah, mushrooms. Sure. Like yeah, the Mario mushroom. Yeah, you have to imagine that you probably the, couldn't Mario. Nintendo World, they've got to have stuff like that, right? Like portobello um, mushroom burgers, I, so and like I watched this whole vi- video. They have like uh, like a strawberry shortcake kind of thing with the food. Oh, it's cute. not okay. quite as like accurate looking. I just want Nintendo to give me a large mushroom. I'm gonna cut that. And I'm gonna send it to the principal of your school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the one up mushroom. It only makes me bigger. What? No, I mean what? No, stop. Now I want to be transported to a world of tiny little goombas. I mean, uh, no. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like anything else. Nothing to me is like really popping to mind. Like I'm just thinking about like recent games I've played. Takayaki from Persona Five, but it's just because I like Takayaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it doesn't like it's not appetizing. There's not like a, a shot of them eating it or anything like that. Um, I'm about to Google best video game foods. Um, okay, so here's here's a fun thing. Yeah. Um, have you, you you know my love for Monkey Island? I do. I do. They have this drink in there, a pirate drink called Grog. Yeah, yeah. I would like Grog. Probably just gets you fucked up, though, right? Probably. <laughs> I mean, probably. Like, like pirate, yeah. Like, uh, what is Grog? What is Grog? Okay, so it was. it's supposed to be, like, really, like, bad in the game. Like, it's usually, it's like a puzzle-solving thing that uh, essentially, like, burns through whatever it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says on the internet, it is uh, rum with diluted water. <laughs> oh, yum. <laughs> oh, yum, huh? <laughs> That's horrid. Um... So I didn't play Mario Odyssey for that long, but Stupendous Stew looks pretty good. <laughs> it was in the Luncheon Kingdom in Mario Odyssey, apparently. There was a luncheon? Ki- oh, luncheon. Oh, luncheon? Yeah, I'm a luncheon? 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 No, you're yeah. not a buffoon. Um, the the what about the sushi from um uh, Pokemon Stadium? You probably did you ever play the mini games no. in Pokemon Stadium? I would oh, I would eat sushi. Out. Big fan. You're missing out on a class. It's a it's like lick a tongue game and like lick a tongue are like sitting there like licking sushis. Okay, that's kind of that sounds kind of oh cheese uh, a sweet sweet roll from Elder Scrolls. I would try. It'd probably be pretty good. You're talking about like anything yeah. from Cooking Mama. I'd try the the one that like ha- was data mining. <laughs> yeah, uh, crypto <laughs> crypto sandwiches. Uh, Nuka Cola from Fallout. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's gotta food, be pretty good. But I'd like it in the same way that like butter beer from like the Harry Potter world is like really good, you know. There's some controversy in my household about the taste of butter beer. Okay. Because I don't think it's accurate at Harry Potter world. Okay, like but like book accurate. Not according to what my book accurate taste was in my head. So, uh, please go on. Like it's like butterscotch soda. Harry Potter world. Harry Potter, yeah. It's like just like melted butterscotches, yeah. 
No, it's not. No, it's not melted. But it's like soda. It's like it's like cream soda and like with some butterscotch flavoring in it. Yeah, but what what should it be? It should be like a like a like a creamy hot drink. Or you can get it hot or like cold. rich. Rich. Yeah. Filled with warmth. Okay. I um. Gonna look at this article real quick from Game Informer. 19 video game foods to fit your Thanksgiving feast by Jill Grodit and Coleslaw from Yakuza 6. Specific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mushroom stew from Minecraft. All of this is bad. Uh, sweet potato <laughs> from Maru Masa, the demon blade. Um, bread from Persona 5. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're doing nothing but making me hungry right now, but and I know this isn't a video game, but there's one uh, type of uh, thing that I, I think you know we should we should be able to order, and that is uh, one of those squid game cookies. Oh, the honey, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the, pretty the good. The game becomes eating it, you know what I mean? I, I do, and trying to preserve, like, oh, I got like a, I got a circle, oh, I got a star. Um, I think this is the end of the show. I think we've read, now that we're just Googling video game yeah, foods. I'm, you're like, Googling that. I'm just, I've been scrolling through Uber Eats for the past, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to see if they'll deliver you a Last of Us steak sandwich. <laughs> Uh, hey, thanks so much for listening to our show. We we do appreciate it. If you are listening to this on on your podcatcher of choice, uh, whether that is you know Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, what have you, it would really mean a lot to us if you did subscribe. Click that subscribe button uh, and and make it change colors. That'll make your brain feel good. It'll make us feel good, uh, and it'll make our numbers go up. And um, you'll also get notified whenever we have new episodes, which come out weekly on Wednesdays at noon Central Standard time you can also follow us on twitter at hitbox pod you can send us a dm um, or send us an email at hitbox official podcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about whether it's the smell of sonic the hedgehog tales and amy rose uh whether it's video game foods that you'd want to eat whether it's uh titanfall 2 halo infinite uh the game awards which will be later this week which we'll be probably talking about next week i'm sure any of that we would love to hear about it uh so yeah send us a message send us an email uh, whatever you whatever you feel in your heart justin you got anything else to add here yeah i apologize if anyone's heard of me chewing popcorn silently throughout the episode i've gotten some white chocolate peppermint popcorn that is awesome well this is going to be a fun exercise in editing for me about how much of that i catch during the editing and how much i'm willing to just say it's fine for that mouth noise you know, well, I'm going to stop the show if you're going to keep doing this. <laughs> so, hey, thanks so much for listening once again. Always remember, old games are old. We'll catch you next week. Later. Bye.